What's going on, people? It's me. I'm back with another one, hosting this Rambling Mind podcast. How y'all doing today? Hey, I found a way to drop another episode of these things. It's going to be a little bit different episode this time around. It's not going to be the usual type of jibber-jabber that we're going to have on this podcast. Because like I said, right now I'm out of town. But I was like, let me figure out a way to give you guys an episode. Let me figure out a way to drop an episode for the rest of this week. Something to talk about. Something a little bit different from the usual. Something a little bit different from the norm. Something we can just get a little bit more into. I've mentioned it in the past a little bit. But this time around, we're going to jump into it a little bit harsh. Harder? Farmer? Either word you want to use. We're going to jump right into it. But we're going to be talking about a little sports. And I want to talk about, uh, mainly uh, we're going to focus on soccer and football. And when basketball starts, we're going to talk about basketball a lot. Because I really like basketball. And those are my three top sports that I usually watch or keep up with. But we're going to start off with soccer. And we're going to start off with the key game tomorrow. Well, when I'm recording this, tomorrow is going to be Man U versus Arsenal. Which is going to be the big game of the week. For me, it's a big game because it's like, Man U sucks. Like, just in all honesty, Man U sucks. Whether it's injuries, whether it's just bad play, they can't score goals and then they can't defend on the back end. They're not, they just can't, they don't have a synergy. And the whole balance of the team is just off. Like, I don't understand who they can play or where they can play or how they can play. They're just not good enough. Like, if Pogba is not playing to be able to divvy up some passes to do something creative, the team just can't do anything to score on that end. Like, they just can't score. They don't have anybody that's a true finisher. They don't have a player that can give up, that can be a 20-goal-a-season type player. There's just no one like that. And then on top of everything, they're also hurt. Like, the entire starting three and their starting forwards are hurt. With Rashford is out, Martial is ha- out, and they don't even have a real true third forward. They usually play Lingard, but even he is kind of questionable for the game tomorrow. And it's just kind of like they don't really have balance. They don't have they don't have the balance that they need to be able to play how they want to play or to be able to play at all. And even when you look at the defensive side of things, they keep depending on this guy McTominay, which he's decent. He's alright, but. For me, I just don't like the guy. Like from what I've seen from him, I just don't think he's it. And for a lot of people, people have like put him on the pedestal, which I don't understand how this dude was on the cover of FIFA. Like, what has this guy done to be on the cover of FIFA? But that's a question for another day. That's beside the point. But this guy, like, I just don't. I don't think McTominay is the guy. Like, what they should be playing, in my opinion, what they need to play is to play four-two-three-one with one striker and be a, and play two in the back. Whether you want to play McTominay with Matic and play two defensive mids and then allow Pogba to sit in front of them and then create from that from that position and allow Lingard to be a wing, which he's pretty good at that. And then when Martial comes out, be your main striker. I mean, not Martial. When um when uh, Rashford comes back, be your main striker. And then Daniel James on the other side. Like, even Daniel James is also hurt. So that's that's another thing with Man U right now. Man U is just hurt all over the place. There's no, there's nothing exciting about the team. Right now, every time you watch a Man U game, you may see them score, but most of the time they go down. Most of the time, every time I watch them, they're down two goals to, to not even like great teams is the other thing. They're losing to not great teams. Like, they've lost to Crystal Palace. They've tied to, I believe they tied, they either lost or tied to... Uh, to Castle, to Newcastle, which is just ridiculous. They lost, to, they tied to Southampton. They beat, somehow beat Leicester City, which was surprising. They lost to West Ham, 
who then, after they beat, man, you got blown out by a D3 team. I mean, it just, it just, it just boggles the mind to see how they've been doing all season long, how they've just been up and down, up and down. They haven't been consistent to be able to win consistently. They started off the season so hot when they beat Chelsea, but then after that, there's not been anything that you even want to see with that team. And then on the other hand, you have Arsenal, which Arsenal can score goals. At the very least, Arsenal is exciting to watch because they have a guy who you can depend on to get you at least 23 goals a season. And Obama Yang, that dude is a beast. Obama Yang, Obama Yang. That dude is a beast. He's going to get you a goal every single game, almost every single game. He's just a good player. But on the back end, Arsenal... Arsenal just can't defend with their two midfield with the two center backs that they have over there in um, Socrates and David Luiz. It's just they make too many mistakes. They just make too many mistakes on the back end. And then in the midfield, they just don't dominate the ball nearly enough for the style of play that they want to play. They don't dominate the ball nearly enough. So these two teams is just question marks around both of these teams, all around both of these teams. There's nothing about either one of these teams that makes you go, oh, that's an exciting game to watch. That's an exciting team to watch. No, there's nothing about that that makes you excited about this game. The only reason, the only thing that makes you excited about this game is the history of them being two popular clubs. And it's like they carry that big name, that big emblem on their chest, the Gunners versus the Red Devils. It's a, It's going to be a... I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to end up being a lackluster game and end up being, because I don't think Man U is going to have the, the, the offensive power to be able to play against Arsenal and Arsenal, when they play well, when they play good attacking football, I'm not talking about defense because they suck defensively, but good attacking football, they can score goals. So I, I think this game is going to end up being about 3-2, no, not even 3-2 because Man U can't score, 3-1 where Man U might get one goal off of set pieces because Arsenal is going to make a blunder in the back in some way, shape, or form. And then on the other side, Arsenal is just going to score because that's what they do. They have a good attacking presence to be able to do that. And plus, for me, I want to see Nicolas Pepe score a goal. Like, I want to see him. He scored a goal in Europa League, but I want to see him score a goal in Premier League because this dude is so good. Like, if you watch Nicolas Pepe play, that dude is so good on the ball. He's so beautiful, so dynamic on the ball. He's so It's just beautiful to watch that, that team play. Now... I am switching my allegiance because I am a die easy fan. I do not like to suffer when it comes to sports. You are supposed to entertain me. It's not the other way around. Why would I come and punish myself by being a fan of a team that is sucking? So I have switched my allegiance to Chelsea because Chelsea is playing some beautiful. When I say I mean beautiful football. Like my goodness. Every time I watch Chelsea play, like it's an exciting match every single time. Not exciting in the way that Man City is where they just dominate everybody and I don't even want to watch their games because you turn it on and 15 minutes later they scored five goals and they destroyed the team out. No. It's and and it's so beautiful to watch people play against Chelsea and to watch Chelsea play. Plus on top of it, they have a few Nigerians with Tomori uh, Tamori I can't even say it properly because I have this accent thing. Tomori in center back for for them. And then also uh, Tammy Abraham up top. Like they have some Nigerian people. So, you know, automatically I have to root for them. But they are an exciting young team to watch. Especially with their manager, Frank Lampard. He's getting the most out of these people, out of these players. Like every week you're seeing Mason Mount develop. You're seeing T uh, Tammy Abraham develop every single week. Where we're just seeing, like this last week, Tammy Abraham didn't score. But the amount of opportunities, he was opening up the field, like his vision all over the place. He's just playing so well. And then they have Hudson Adore that's coming off of injury. And this dude is just 
Hudson Adoy is also another really, really good player. And you're just seeing all this, all these pieces come together for that team. And you're just getting more and more excited. Like they started off the season getting destroyed by Man United 4-0. But now you're watching them and there's more hope when you watch Chelsea than there is when you watch any of these other teams like uh, Tottenham because again Tottenham almost blew it this weekend losing in the most Spurs way possible almost lost again this weekend but they clutched it out and they won but there's more hope watching that team watching Chelsea than there is watching Tottenham Arsenal man you just because of the way that Frank Lampard has come to get put his team in a position to look so good and he is a first year manager as well so it's impressive to just want to watch and see where that team goes see where they take it from there and then also, somehow Madrid is coming up. Uh, a la Madrid, as we say, Los Blancos. They beat, uh, well, they didn't beat, they tied at Let's Go Madrid after a very, when I say piss poor performance in Champions League, they got trounced by the B team of PSG. PSG didn't have uh, Neymar. Well, no, they didn't have Neymar, they didn't have Mbappe, and they didn't have Cavani. And PSG trounced. Real Madrid they beat them like 4-0 in Champions League and so everybody was like what's going on well I've been saying it for a while now that Real Madrid sucks but somehow someway Real Madrid they won in midweek they beat Sevilla midweek on our top of the table and then they tied at Let's Go Madrid so somehow someway things have turned around for the better it seems like in Madrid but at the same time you give it a, a couple more weeks we'll see where that goes and then on the other side Barcelona has been sucking like Barcelona, it's it's gotten to the point where people are calling for the jobs of uh, job of the head coach. Um, what's his name? Uh, Valverde. You know, people are calling for the the job for his job because what he's been doing so far is just basically all his tactics suck. Like I don't know what he like his tactics when you watch Barcelona, they just look out of sorts. They don't look that like the usual Barcelona you see. And what he's been doing is basically dependent on Messi. And then Messi gets hurt again. And so Barcelona is just in a world of trouble. Even though they did win this weekend, they did win 2-0 this weekend. But still, even then, even then, Barcelona just did not look good. They just didn't look like the regular Barcelona that we've come to know and some of us love. Not me, because I'm a Real Madrid fan. But you know. So it's interesting just to see the dynamics of these two teams. Just keep an eye. I'm going to be keeping an eye on these two teams, Man U and Real Madrid, but then keeping an eye on both leagues to see how they end up at the end of the season. Do, does Man U pull it back up and end up as one of the top four teams? Because they're not going to beat Liverpool or Man City. Those teams are just dominating. They're just too dominating. And then also, is Madrid going to be able to hold their, stop, their spot as the top team in La Liga with all the struggles that's going on in Barcelona? Will Barcelona's coach get, end up being fired or will he stay? So that's some of the questions that we have in the season as far as it concerns with soccer. And I'm going to be interested to see if Man U pulls it out against Arsenal, which I don't expect them to do because Arsenal just has the fire force potential with their top three players, with with Pepe and with uh, Obama Yang. Those two players are just too good. And then with Lacazette, I think he's hurt. But like those three players, my goodness, if Lacazette is playing and if Obama Yang is playing and if Pepe is playing, Man U doesn't have a chance. With the way their defense is, Man U does not have a chance to be able to beat that team. They're just going to get dominated, even though Man U is going to score because on the other hand, Arsenal's defense is trash, but Arsenal will be able to score more goals because of the top three. Anyway, moving on from there, we're going to talk about some college football, some interesting things that happen in college football. Like uh, yesterday was um, 
how Clemson, which it was number one team in the nation, almost lost to North Carolina. Nobody saw it coming. And Clemson this entire year has not looked as dominating as everybody has expected them to look this entire year. Clemson has been winning their undefeated, which is great, but they haven't looked like the dominant team that everyone expected after they saw them trounce Alabama in the national championship game last year. Everybody expected them to come back this year and just dominate everybody because they, they're bringing back their receivers and they're bringing back their, their, their quarterback. So they should be able to dominate everybody. And that's just not the case. We've been seeing them win win tough not really tough games by schedule perspective but win and make it kind of just skirt by and keep winning they won this weekend by one point 21 20 and the only reason they won is because north carolina went for a two-point conversion at the end of the game when they probably should have just kicked the field goal and take it to overtime but i mean that's neither here nor there that's just a call that you make because you feel like i think my team can win this game and just run away with the victory real quick because you are playing one of the best teams in the country so but on the other hand on clemson's front it's like they need to start showing some dominating performances i mean even as a matter of fact so much so that they are no longer the number one team alabama has been showing that they are the dominant team in the country alabama came out came out and showed out against Ole Miss. Like, literally, me and my brother were talking about it, and we're like, he was like, I don't even like watching Alabama games anymore because it just, you you turn it on, and in the second quarter, they've blown the team out, and that's exactly what happened. Ole Miss took the lead in the first quarter. It was like 10-7 or 10-3 or something like that, and then by the by the second quarter, Alabama was winning 21-10. It was just like 28-10 by halftime. They were just dominating and blowing Ole Miss out of the water, so... Alabama is that dominant team and they're just showing their dominance whenever they play the same thing Auburn has just been playing so well recently like they just played Mississippi State and last year when they played Mississippi State it was a nail biter this year it was nothing like that they dominated Mississippi State from kickoff like from kickoff took the ball down scored got the ball again scored and just kept them scoring over and over and over they just literally dominated all all facets of the game on on Saturday when Auburn played um played Mississippi State and then Ohio State did the same thing when they played Nebraska they just came out there and destroyed Ohio State which these are the top the five teams I'm mentioning are the top five teams in the nation Ohio State came out there and just dominated from start to finish they just did what they needed to do they handled business and Georgia didn't play this weekend of course um actually that's not the top five teams I mentioned Auburn Auburn is not top is not a top five team LSU is the other top team and LSU didn't play this week but Moving on from college football into the NFL, and my team's the Raven. Of all the teams for the Ravens to lose to, why did the Ravens have to lose to the Browns? And not just lose, they got dominated 40-18. to 18. The Ravens got destroyed by the Browns. Like, ah, of all the teams to lose to. And the reason why I say of all the teams to lose to, because the Browns is the one team in the league that has been talking all kinds of nonsense. They hadn't done anything, and they came in, and they were feeling themselves. And they just felt like they could dominate everybody. And then the Ravens played them, and the Ravens lost. It's just like, come on, guys. Like, why are you going? Why do you have to lose to the Browns, a divisional rival? Why? Why of all the teams to lose to? Like, you can lose to anybody else, just not the Browns. Just not the Browns. But uh, we had some good football this weekend. I couldn't watch a lot of it because I was working, unfortunately. But there were some good games, and my fantasy team did good. They clutched it out in the end. Uh, I was I thought I was going to get smashed because I had McLaurin on my team, and he got me zero points. Washington, 
they have a situation up there. They're going to have to move away from the quarterback that they currently have, the Washington football team, because they got smacked by the Giants today. And Giants were playing a rookie quarterback. So, Washington, I don't know if you guys have hope or anything like that. But the big game today is Dallas versus the Saints, in which that game is on TV right now. So, as soon as I get done doing this, I'm going to hop and watch that game, at least a little bit of that game before I have to go to bed. Because, you know, work in the morning. But anyway, these are some of the games, some of the highlights, some of the things that I wanted to share with y'all as as far as football is concerned and uh, soccer. And as you know, I have a little bit more insight as far as soccer is concerned. Football, I just kind of watch it and enjoy the games. I don't really have much of the insight unless there's a big story going on in the world of football. Patrick Mahomes is a beast. He showed it once again today. He didn't score any touchdowns, but the way he played, he was effective against uh, against the Lions. And the Lions is a surprise team this year where they're actually good. Nobody saw that one coming. But nevertheless, they're doing pretty well. But yeah, so every once in a while, maybe I'll do one of these football slash sports uh, podcasts or just drop one of these episodes if I can't make a usual episode and just talk sports for a little bit. There's a lot of there's a lot of sports to talk, especially with the new NBA season with the Lakers versus the Clippers, LeBron versus Kawhi. Oh, man, that's going to be beautiful. AD versus, uh, what's my guy's name? I can't believe PG. Like, it's going to be a good season this year in the NBA, especially with no team being a super team. There's just dynamic duos all over the place. Houston having Russell Westbrook and James Harden. It's another dynamic duo. And the Nets having KD and um, Kyrie Irving. Another dynamic duo. Golden State, are they going to be able to bring their resurgence back now that they're going back to what they were originally being that now that KD is no longer there, they're no longer a super team. But I think they're going to be sneaky good this year. I think they're going to be really good this year. There's a lot of interesting stories. Uh, is, um, is Philadelphia able going to be able to take that next step, going to take that next leap? Is the Greek freak going to be able to shoot the basketball a lot better this year? Like, There's a lot of interesting storylines in basketball that I can't wait for the season. Me and my boy have been talking about this. We've been talking about this new season of basketball. It's just going to be an exciting thing to watch. It's going to be an exciting thing to pay attention to this year there's just there's so many storylines so much to talk about so much to think about but once the nba season starts it's gonna be fire it's gonna be so good keep it locked hit that subscribe button to hear more about these things as the season progresses we'll hit these topics every once in a while and just talk about some of these news but anyway it's been your boy kelechi this is the rambling mind podcast thank y'all for listening And I'm going to talk to y'all on another one. God bless y'all. Peace.